Brian, I'm I'm pretty sure Gunther wants to fuck you. <laughs> oh, you really think so? Yeah, yeah. I I think that's been established for several seasons now. <laughs> oh man. Well, all the students at the university, they think I'm a real idiot. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Uh, isn't Manhattan a cool and good place to live? It's great, but the prices are getting crazy. A 4,000 square foot penthouse apartment is going for as much as $1,200 a month now. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if we weren't splitting it two ways? So Greg, what do you what, what do you think of uh of this cafe we're at? Well, I think it captures the excitement and nostalgia of the show's milestone anniversary celebration, and that visitors are immediately immersed in a world they had only seen through their screens on the TV. Uh, so uh, you, that's just my my thoughts that I have. You got that right, and it's better than an AT and T store. <laughs> Gunther. To, to Seattle, Seattle Sox. Sox and Greg the, fucked it up. <laughs> All right. No, say the, say the, the, the next part, the tagline. The, oh, uh, the podcast. The podcast about, about hating, hating the, the city, city we love. Yeah, love, love. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, me and Greg are on the boat alone. I Colin saw. is skipping out because he has a weak immune system caused by children. Colin is not taking his zinc. Uh, <laughs> I set Brian up for that one. Uh, he <laughs> fell for my trap. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, should I be calling? Should I do the intro? <laughs> uh, Colin has been weakened by children, whereas my brain has been weakened by video games. <laughs> um, okay, Colin and also plays video games. The big thing you guys don't have in common is alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't want to bring it up. But Colin drinks too much, guys. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're on the boat alone. Uh, Colin's absent. Uh, the children are in charge. I, I see, you say on the boat alone, but I, I mean, for me, this is company. You being here, <laughs> you don't know what on the boat alone really feels like, Brian. For Greg, this is a real life episode of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like this is the this is the social engagement of my week you know should i ask at&t if they have any more of those uh, central perk decorations uh i i didn't see pictures of the central perk pop-up for the 25th anniversary of friends who gives a <laughs> shit but i work in media i i've seen a set or two and <laughs> i'm gonna take a wild guess and say that this pop-up um, what you might like where they say in that article that um, uh, we were perusing earlier that it will like recreates the coffee shop. I'm going to guess, in fact, that it really lazily does so <laughs> with like an approximately similar orange couch and some other sort of decor and maybe some like uh, sort of vaguely. Uh, atmospherically correct uh backdrops and such and that like really looks nothing like the set from the show um and is really 
disappointing and demoralizing. Uh, how 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 close am I? All right, Greg. Nice to see you. you still don't believe in magic. All right. <laughs> still jaded as always. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well we talked earlier about. Uh, whether or not friends like is anybody nostalgic for it and i'm not entirely even sure i feel like it gets talked about on twitter occasionally but more in a jokey manner i don't know that anybody's like clamoring for friends well, like you were saying i think people like remember it and watched it i didn't but watched it a lot and cared greg was more of you... a mad about you kind of guy <laughs> Hell um, okay so uh but you pointed out like that if you turn it on now the laugh track is just on you can't deal with it you know yeah yeah not in a post 30 rock world like that and all i hear is space where there could be jokes and there's nothing and it's uh truly bizarre yeah it's an odd experience i can imagine just being super frustrating you know yeah yeah it's well that and it's like hard to remember why you watch this although i think it was probably like the last show because then you see them vamping right yeah yeah you can just see them standing there vamping for the laugh yeah and instead of saying something because it's essentially theater like Mm -hmm. sitcom is a is is film is multi-camera theater yeah yeah um these classic sitcoms but anyway well and i remember very specifically there was an episode towards the end that had uh featured a guest cameo with bradley pitt and um at one point he says that in high school him and ross did not like rachel and formed an i hate rachel club who is played by jennifer aniston who is brad pitt's wife at the time and they vamped extra hard on that because we all know as sophisticated television viewers that they're happily married and will be forever. And uh, yet this character he's playing the show where it's still clearly Brad Pitt doesn't like her. I mean, hard hard to believe that that 30 rock came around and knocked this shit off the fucking air. (laughs) Yeah. That like you were saying also the office. um, Yeah. Yeah. The office. I think was the first one that didn't have like laugh tracks and shit. Yeah. I mean, there were others. Yeah. There'd always been, but like, yeah, very popular sitcoms, yeah. <laughs> to finally really, really kill it dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. But, well, you were always... Oh, anyway, let's talk about anything else, please. Well, no. uh, Greg, when you're at Central Perk, let me ask you a question. Do you like to have food while you're at Central Perk? Uh, I, I don't know, maybe a Danish or something? Well, Greg, not so for the kids at Garfield High School, because uh, apparently there's not enough food to start the school year in their cafeteria. Oh, cool. So unlike Central Perk, they will go without the sandwiches. Oh, that sounds like a, a thorny problem, because where do you get food? God knows. <laughs> it's impossible to find in this country. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, so I like this, though, right here at the top. Garfield High School uh, lunchroom manager Rachel Kane says, Here we are, week three. Uh, I have bread, I have fries, but I don't got any burgers. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, that is trash and it sucks. Also, no spicy chicken sandwiches, which is bullshit. Okay, but you've got, you put the fries between the bread and it's a fry burger. (laughs) There you go, starch on starch. Yeah, um, <laughs> apparently, uh, well, here we go, right here from Kane. It's not the ordering system, it's the administration. So, apparently, the administration <laughs> failed to order the appropriate amount of food, uh, although comically they sent different food items to different schools. So now the schools are calling each other and essentially trading food items in what is sort of a wacky 90s so, sitcom. No, no, that sounds more <laughs> like a post war sitcom. Like, um, like, uh, What's the the Phil Silvers show or something? You know, like mm-hmm. uh, well, it's like that episode of Hogan's Heroes where yeah, they yeah, got yeah. to have food it's, for or, all the or camp or McHale's inmates. Navy. You know, it does. It sounds very like scrounger, like uh, uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, post war, like World War Two comedy. Yeah, and you know, uh, as uh, you know, one of the administrators ends up you know, popping in insane in this article, which I believe was on KUOW. Uh, it's the first couple of weeks, and uh, we didn't get off to the best start. And so far, we've been cataloging that start. So we had the uh, SPD patrolling the buses to ticket the students right when they showed up. And uh, now we have our uh, food shortage, which yeah, it's is like, uh, pretty sweet. It's like someone decided, like, guys, school, it just is prison now. 
Yeah. <laughs> so just get just let's start that off on the the new foot. You yeah. Know? That's fucked up. I mean, it's fucked up that what they're missing is like the burger patties, not like actually yeah. like any kind of like <laughs> well, the food that, they're gonna get is fucking shit. The and, shit diet that an like, astonishing lack of real anyway. food on that listing. Of food. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's we can we can afford. We're willing to serve people the cheap beef, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh. To actually like serve them like a real diet of real food that's healthy and and good, uh, would be getting away with something for those, those exactly. kids who you know. Well, they can't. You can't <laughs> give. You can't like have like a cheese course for kids who are going to go home and eat macaroni and cheese. That would just be. It wouldn't be befitting their their natural class. So exactly. Well, I have a friend who works at a let's just say fancy private school here in town. And uh, they've told me about their the food that gets served to the kids there. And let me tell you, it's not uh, French fries and hamburgers and spicy chicken sandwiches. It's I'm gonna, a little more Whole Foods than that. Yeah, I'm going to guess it still sucks compared to, like, you know, any kind of, like, European school lunch or something. Yeah, sure. But, They're eating better than me, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. yeah. yeah I, that I <laughs> not, believe because I, I've seen how you eat. <laughs> and it's like a Garfield student. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um you know not to uh incriminate myself at all but yesterday I, we did have at my friend's house a ribapalooza where we literally just cooked 30 pounds of ribs and just ate ribs wow. so i am kind of eating like a i mean like a, an, i mean like an adult child what were the side dishes um who cares honestly no but, <laughs> uh there was mac and cheese and coleslaw and like oh, a, a cream corn dish so there were some things i'm like i'm not eating that shit all right but you tell me you have 30 pounds of ribs i'm there to eat ribs all right i'm not there to fuck around with no mac and cheese like get that shit out of here cool cool well, sounds like the problem with schools in seattle and america are small sort of technical administrative things that could just be more efficient and maybe could be run better by computers and everything would be good that's oh ragged do you hear that i think that was a a record scratch because (laughs) while the kids at garfield high might be missing out on spicy chicken sandwiches uh the kids at rainier beach high uh just don't get social studies anymore (laughs) which is cool you don't need that (laughs) yeah i mean like you know, that sounds boring anyway. Well, I frequently thought a full year of history class was kind of dumb. Like, what about American history can't you fit into, like, two and a half months? Yeah, all you need to know is um, the... Here, I can do American history in, like, five minutes. Uh, the Constitution was good but flawed. Uh, we fixed it uh, in the Civil War, mm-hmm. and America had to drop the bomb. Um, first off, you're already fucked up. The Civil War was bad. It was a war of northern aggression. Uh, okay. Luckily, it got worked not out. In this, not, in this, <laughs> not in this state. All right. Maybe where you went to high school, dude. It's just going to be the founding fathers uh, showed up in America. George Washington, literally, in uh, 1500. Uh, scene deleted. Uh, God gave us the Constitution. It was great. Scene deleted all the way up to probably the 20th century. <laughs> Something about Henry Ford. Dot, yeah, dot, Henry, dot. Scene yeah. deleted. <laughs> President Henry Ford <laughs> yeah. invented the modern world yeah. and uh, the iPhone. Yeah, nothing about his international travel for sure. Scene <laughs> deleted. Uh, you know, uh, the you know liberals forced us to lose vietnam or whatever not even the liberals the hippies the hippies forced us to lose vietnam yep because they first you know because they mm-hmm. spat on um it was a morale problem essentially yeah they were so mean with their uh horrible rock music <laughs> that uh we just couldn't stand killing another human being <laughs> yeah it was uh you know it was it was essentially a morale problem when like a massive technological empire um, can't go toe to toe with like a motivated like mm-hmm. force on their own territory, politically organized. It's because of morale. It's because of rock music. Now, yeah. here's a funny question: it's just How- an expression of the 
poor morale of our country. Yeah, how far up do you think uh, their history class? Well, now that's only half a semester, or it's a semester. How long? How far up do you think that the history class goes? Because when I was Where in high school, where does it start? I mean, what this you can cover a lot. There's a lot has happened in ever, Brian. Well, it's presumably, I assume, it's usually from uh, beginning to reconstruction, reconstruction, post reconstruction. Well, we're talking today, about is just, this is an American history class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's U.S. history. Yeah, U.S. history. Okay. So where do you think they stop at though? Because when I was in high school, we always stopped at Vietnam, and this was a solid twenty years after Vietnam ended. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. nothing had happened I mean, in, the inter, in, the inter, in the intermission. Well, you know? we hadn't uh, like we'd had definitely been meeting. in some wars, but yeah, we're not going to talk about but it yet. They're not ones we would like to talk about. So yeah. we hadn't um, derived meaning from them yet. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so where does it stop? If the full year you're saying went from the stopped. 1776 or like the Stamp Act or something mm-hmm. to um, uh, 1975. It probably goes, yeah, probably goes 1876 to 75, right? Post-Reconstruction to 75. That's oh, in usual. one year? Yeah, usually like one year is like post-Reconstruction okay. to today. I don't, I don't know. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't even... I think we did... I did U.S. history in one year in high school. Oh, my God. Maybe... <laughs> I don't even. I don't fucking remember, dude. Whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't. So, Greg, I think we all know exactly what day it ends on, and I think we're just, you know, we're beating around the bush. Look, I, I don't think if I was again truncating U.S. history, I wouldn't like just lop an end off. I would condense and just talk about the wars, like battles, how they were fought, troop movements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, well, this is when, uh, during the Battle of the Bulge, you see, uh, when the 101st were trapped in Bastogne and Third <laughs> Army made its uh, like world historical pivot and march north uh, off the front to uh, cut off the German advance. Uh, that's, yeah, it would be like that. Mine would begin with a list. Here's a list of famous Americans who sided with the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you go, know, oh, come on. I mean, go what? List. You'd need at least a whole year. <laughs> it's going to be one of those comical scrolls that just rolls <laughs> out forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I think we all know that it ends with the end of history chapter, last <gasps> day, 9-10-2001. Uh, <laughs> and that's how we end it. Um, all right. So, uh, so that sounds great. So yeah, so, so let's, let's figure out what's going on at Rainier Beach High School. That's, that's let's see what's we're happening. in a poor. We live in a poor country that just it, it, a failed no state, resources. essentially with no resources. Yeah. <laughs> Washington bother? State is well, the failed state. Why bother? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there's no uh, rich people here to get money from. Uh, so yeah, so apparently part of the problem is is that for the past several years, Seattle Public Schools has undercounted the amount of prospective students at Rainier Beach. Uh, last year, assuming what? there would be 671 students, when in fact there were 740. Just Rainier Beach? Uh, apparently this is a problem very specific to Rainier Beach, yeah. I'm not going to say, I imagine if we were to look at the student body demographics, it would probably illuminate the problem. <laughs> I mean... Uh, so what? I mean, how many fifths uh, are they off by? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. You know what? That would be a funny joke if they had that part of American history still intact. <laughs> you talk about it, but apparently yeah. that's cut out entirely. Got to make rooms. Um, only okay. two months. I mean, that was really because you think of like in bureaucratic. Uh, you think of like bureaucratic dysfunction as like overestimating its you know if they're responsible for taking their own census of whatever and reporting that to the city um the school board or whatever and saying for the resources you'd think they'd be asking for more right and like Mm -hmm. like, oh whoopsie we got uh, we and like on when only when the numbers in day one come in do they finally admit they overaccounted by twenty and have to give back the money or something. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what you would think. So what the fuck, Brian? Yeah, um I don't know. I'm sure it's just an honest mistake. Um so, you know, here's uh th- again, this is from Crosscut, I believe. But here, let's get into a little bit of the funding. All right, so this is from Crosscut. Uh we have a little bit of uh, explanation here about 
one of the many funding problems at Rainier Beach. But I just kind of want to read this. It's, you know, look, I know our listeners, their brains have been melted by Fortnite. <laughs> they can't pay attention. But we'll try and listen to this and see if we can make sense of it. All right. The largest factor that goes into estimating per-pupil spending calculations is teacher pay. Until recently, these expenditures were calculated based on a district's average salary requirements. However, recent provisions made to the federal Every Student Succeeds Act (laughs) now requires states to use actual teacher salaries in an effort to increase transparency in school funding reporting. What could go wrong, right? More transparency. In Seattle, an educator with 11 years of experience was the prototype. To get that number, the sum of teacher pay, federal funding, state money, and local dollars was divided by a school's total enrollment. However, teachers at Rainier Beach have an average of just seven years in teaching under their belts. At Roosevelt High School, by contrast, teachers average nearly 16 years of experience. As a result, both schools incurred much different costs in reality than they had in district estimates, which led to the overstating of how much money either school actually received. Uh, What this effectively means and what per-student spending doesn't capture is a school like Rainier Beach is effectively subsidizing a school like Roosevelt, since both schools are recorded as paying the district average salary for one full-time employee, regardless of the actual cost. What a fucking convoluted bit of nonsense i mean (laughs) this is all shit that is the way we run like the modern liberal state is designed to push ever toward austerity and like Mm -hmm. this convoluted bullshit that i definitely i'm not saying i understood it a word of that i got lost in there but (laughs) like it seems like there's a must be an easier way to do accounting um for this kind of thing but it the point is right like some schools are getting actually getting more funds than others and uh it we're fighting over the scraps here which is the real this because oh, yeah. this is uh, this is austerity now one thing to obviously pull out of there is the fact that there's a major discrepancy in the experience of teachers between Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess if we look into the demographics of Roosevelt, probably different than Rainier Beach. You know, it's like Ravenna, uh, <laughs> essentially. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, part of it, too, is to sort of highlight, yeah, you know, if anybody can suss out the complicated accounting that's going on there, which is only a part of the formula for figuring out how the school gets funded. Uh, what you end up finding out is, yeah, there's these super complicated ways to decide school funding but it really all just comes down to ensuring that poor schools get nothing <laughs> that wealthy schools get you know everything and you every know. S- and school right through a through a complicated like mm-hmm. bit, number of somersaults that obscures that yeah you know? yeah, yeah. And, because but and you got to think like you, you got to go behind that because it's not like someone sitting there being like how do i be racist uh that's not how America works, that right? Someone is named Mackle. No, <laughs> um, what's you know what's happening here is because of our like totally entrenched austerity politics, our the full like flower, full like wages of the Reagan Revolution here. Every part of government, certainly schools, is has nowhere near the amount of money to fund like what a good education would actually be. We know that. So, what you then have to do is come up with these convoluted ways to distribute what little cash there is. And, of course, that in a million ways, including people just being openly racist, but Mm -hmm. also other ways, structural ways, that, like, uh, that just have to do with uh, power, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the, the... the constituency of like parents in a wealthy neighborhood like Ravenna, North mm-hmm. Seattle, are gonna notice and cause fucking hell when mm-hmm. there's some problem because they have the power. They have power. Their voices matter. They matter. Yeah, they yeah. fucking yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah it comes poor, to the, poor yeah. people of color, non-white people, and poor people in general. You know, in Rainier Beach, they just matter less. So the 
It's like, you know, it's like anything else in this town. Yeah, they have political power so they can move the system in the way that they want it to move. And the other thing, too, is given the, you know, historical sort of nature or the history of the United States, which these kids don't get to learn about anymore, uh, that power is distributed in, you know, (laughs) racialized ways and things like that as well. But all that can exist in the background, right? You know, completely unseen by those exercising that power. I think in a lot of ways, right? There's no, yeah, no, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, because it's this is how power works in this society. Yeah. We have so they feel everyone, they're 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 just doing the thing you do, right? They're just doing you the know? thing you do. And another thing that's interesting about that they're just doing in this is in the story. You know, I talked about how the administrators at Rainier Beach had to go like, oh fuck, well we didn't we actually get allocated the funding we should have for the number of students we have. So, we now have to juggle this shit around and figure out. And what they came up with, the best solution they came up with was, okay, we cut half a year of, of history, right? Or something like that. Um, That sounds insane outside of, like, <laughs> this bureaucratic morass. Because what you should, if, if the whole convoluted numbers that the district used to estimate and distribute funds to allocate turn out on day one of classes or week the week before school when enrollment is found out to be wrong you would think the solution would be oh we fucked up we need we fund the school because we have a system that wants to fund the school that you know that the point of which which you know is constitutionally the case in washington state uh, the point of which is to adequately fund the school so that kids get a good education. But that's yeah. not the point of our system. The point of our system is to spend as little money as possible and to have these convoluted bureaucratic, uh, technocratic barriers that go that in the end it goes, well, oh, it's a done deal. Throw your hands up. Uh, there's mm-hmm. nothing we can do. We just move on. Do the best we can with dog shit, you know? Well, and what if we... it's insane. Why, I mean, why can't yeah. they just get more money? Well, there <laughs> isn't... We, we starving the beast here is what's happening. Yeah, and also, what if we, you know, and Greg, I want you to walk down this thought experiment with me. Uh, I'm here for What it. if we lived in a society that had a very small number of truly, like, good outcomes, like high-paying, fulfilling jobs, things like that, right? That we had to distribute amongst a very large number of people who've been taught through cultural whatever that those outcomes are possible for them to achieve. And what if we created a system of sort of a siphoning mechanism that they, these people would go through where uh, we tell them, yes, if you go through this system, you jump these hurdles or whatever, you can go get those good jobs or whatever. But we artificially close it off at points so that fewer and fewer people get through every level of it, right? And which, get the things they get to. In which case? In which case, then they blame themselves for fault. the failure, yeah. right? Because then we can always point back, like, well, why didn't you do the you hurdles? Didn't do the hur- yeah, you didn't go through the maze. Well, yeah. You you perform poorly in this maze. Yeah, if you want to be a rat maze, with so, cheese, you got to get through the maze. So it's not that there isn't uh, opportunity out there for you to live a dignified human life. It's that you <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. You didn't do this shit. The cost of which is uh, you get to live like shit the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're better off just dying, honestly. Well, the uh, no worries here, though, because the Rainier Beach staff plans to launch a fundraiser in October as part of an effort to reinstate the teaching Fucking positions absurd. that were cut. Fucking absurd. So the art- Fuck off. How is the where's the, it? Please, does does it get a? Do we get a quote from the mayor's office in here anywhere from the school board, from the state, from the governor going like, oh well, this is uh, you know, like here's how we fix. Like, we just pay for it. Like no. Uh, well, you know, they uh do have a quote from somebody in the district saying that they budgeted to be short. <laughs> <laughs> so they budget. They were counting on being short, so I guess there's that. No, oh. that pretty much is how it closed out. Uh, so that's that's the moment right so there. The, that's in one of a thousand moments that we get to see quoted, apparently, like where someone went, yeah, well, uh, obviously there's not enough money to really educate everyone well, so here's, here's a little number on a spreadsheet I'm going to put in that 
makes the numbers work in the end and fucks some people. Yeah. Because that's my job. That's my yeah. as it's low level functionary in, in this society, that is my job. Yeah. When when some what of us fucking disgusting country. And some and of us city. are slightly old enough and maybe went to different uh, school districts and remember a time when uh, the school actually got money from the state and shit and you didn't have to have fundraisers. But apparently fundraisers are a pretty enormous part of uh, the school budget now. And if you were to take a guess between Rainier Beach and, say, up where uh, Roosevelt is, you know, up in the – what the hell is that fucking neighborhood right there? The Ravenna. fancy – up in Ravenna. Who do you th- – what what neighborhood do you think can raise more money via fundraiser? Well, this – I mean, the ob- answer is obvious. Um, one has more need to and one has more ability to, and they're not yeah. the same – they're, those are opposed. Um, what this, this, but this is part of this system of austerity, right? Because yeah. this is how power distributes the effects of that austerity differently. We don't tax yeah. the richest people uh, in this country, but they still want their kids mm-hmm. to go to a good school, so they tax themselves. Yeah, in, in a, on a small scale, so they don't. What it I think, spread around. I think disgusting. they would say that if the parents of Rainier Beach truly cared about their children, they would make the effort to get it done. No, right? Th- that I would mean, be their that's, thing. I mean, but seriously, what they would say? I, I, th- is, I think there is a bug in the liberal brain who do- that does believe that like poor people just don't love their children as much as they do. Right? Oh, you for know, sure. like like they, they 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 just care more about their kids. But they would, they would with figure that it out. Situation in that reality, they would abstract it from themselves and say, of "Well, we're just this is." Look, this, I'm just acting in the system. I'm here. I want my kids to have a good education. Yeah. The, for whatever reason, the state and the city can't provide that to <laughs> my adequate, uh, yeah. the, my you know what I feel is adequate. So yeah, I'm gonna pitch in and contribute as a good citizen. Yeah. And uh, when you say you know, well, why don't we just do that on a state mm. level? And I said, well, okay, or somebody organized that, and then mm. you know, it's not their problem anymore. It, it's these people have power, other yeah. people don't, so they get to when they do view this this wealth in their community. When they truly believe in the idea of like, um, you know, if our kids do the hurdles right, they'll get the good job and everything. When the reality is, is like, if your kids just born in the right family, they'll get the good job, right? But they believe in the meritocracy of school, right? Oh my! God, and yeah. so they, I mean that that is a foundational so, tenet of so let me tell you, Seattle mindset. Well, let me tell you the story. This guy years ago who I knew who was a math teacher in L.A. in L.A. public schools, right? He was at the like math magnet school or whatever, fancy school for kids who are nerds. And um, the janitors there, you know, the custodial staff basically was like, we're not getting paid enough and was like, you know, threatening to strike or do whatever. And the parents' response to this was, they all volunteered to come clean the school. <laughs> They said, fuck the custodians. We'll clean the school for you guys to keep everything operational. And this is the mindset of a truly sick person who buys into all the bullshit, right? Uh, Their kid has to be in that school. Like, they got to get, you know, to the next level or whatever. Because if they don't, then, yeah, their life will not have dignity, right? Like They'll they'll put a trash can in a, like child institution yeah because they're doing it for their kids and the kids in their community yeah like who deserve it yeah and they're completely convinced that you know this is a life or death struggle and their kids you know they gotta they gotta do what they gotta do right and i think that's kind of how a lot of them would see it as well they have to do that to the extent that they have to keep up the appearance of our meritocracy they Mm -hmm. have to they have to jump you know uh, if you hang out with rich people, I think class. a lot of them actually believe in the meritocracy. They oh, yeah, think no, they oh, got there sure. on their absolutely, own merit. Absolutely, absolutely. Is... They don't know. They don't understand <laughs> yeah. the system. But it's true yeah. that even upper class kids, upper and upper middle class kids, have to jump through the hoops. Mm-hmm. They have. They just have to. There are just a lot less things tripping them up, and those hoops turn out to be very easy for them. And so they get the little yeah. badges, the merit badges along mm-hmm. the way. It just turn. It's just much easier. It's not yeah. a level playing field. They well, have to do it. If you really fuck up, and you're just yeah. like an upper middle class kid, you know you're not going to have. You know if you just. Mm-hmm. if you just totally drop out and live in the woods or something, I mean you're, you're not going to be on the same path. But like, it's very easy to jump through. Yeah, the, the handful of hoops in your way. There's just not a lot of impediments. You know. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I can't remember if I told the story of the podcast before, but when I was at uh, Texas Tech University, which is a eighth tier college, uh, usually doesn't appear on any tiers somewhere down below, <laughs> and it's where like if your parents, you know, so 
some schools in Texas have like you know the kids of governors, right? The children of politicians, right? Some schools have the children of like oil magnates and stuff like that. Texas Tech uh, catered to like the children of uh, middling car dealerships, right? <laughs> car dealership owners, and these guys would be in class like. I'm going to get an MBA and become a CEO of like a Fortune 500 company. And I remember uh, trying to like explain to them at one point, like, you're not. And they just, it never occurred to them that like, no, you like where you're born in America, like there is a cat system in America and where you're born actually is going to foreclose that opportunity for oh, you. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you know, your dad's you'd Hyundai dealership be, isn't going to get you there, bud. Like, you don't understand. They'd already be halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. At that moment. Yeah. yeah. If you were going to get picked out of obscurity, like say a Bill Clinton or whatever, like you would already be on a major campus. Like, like you've already failed. Like the fact that you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that you're in contact with me. Yeah. Means you have failed. Man, knowing either of us, like, <laughs> yeah. bodes very poorly for your future. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're certainly not on the rise. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, no. <laughs> but um, yeah. So moving from uh, you know, not teaching history class to you know maybe some more basic issues. Uh, we had a friend that we'll discuss somewhat anonymously here. Uh, whose child is in elementary school and uh, in order to they were very upset to find out that in order for their child to use the bathroom they had to they were given fake money by the teacher in exchange for doing I guess I don't know coloring well or some shit homework you turn in a homework assignment yeah yeah you know you get some monopoly money or whatever monopoly money each time you know yeah but say you want to take a shit they had to fork over some of that monopoly money to the teacher to pay to use the bathroom. If uh, if you don't got the money, I guess you shit yourself. I don't know. Um, but anyways, we kind of shared this on the Slack a little bit, thinking this was just a funny anecdote. What a what an oddball teacher. Only to find out that uh, somebody on Twitter had posted an app that was being used at their elementary school where anytime your kid went and used the bathroom... You had points subtracted in real time that the parent could you see on the app. A demerits. finite every week or something. You get a finite or month. You get a finite number of shit points. <laughs> exactly. It's little, like little poo emojis. Little poo emojis that go away every time you you take a shit. Yeah, and um, well, that is truly uh, fucking dystopic. But I think um, <laughs> you know it makes a lot of sense, man. Uh, in that you agree with it. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. Like. <laughs> We, I I think this is really this. It's really telling. Um, I t- I get the the impetus for it. You can imagine like a teacher going and a school system going like, well, well, kids, they you know they can just say I have to take a shit and go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and there's nothing mm-hmm. you know we can do. So they can abuse that and they can just leave and go fuck off and then whatever and. The thing about this is um, that's normal and good <laughs> that people should be able to take a shit whenever they want. Um, yeah. But what you see happening with that, and I, I, it makes perfect sense, is like I think this is about um, as you know, school and work slowly get squeezed more into being just prison. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. All things that were once like sacrosanct or Mm -hmm. totally off the table powers you have as a human person Mm -hmm. like for example to say oh it's time for me to take a shit now is the time that my body needs to take a shit i'm taking this now sometimes i might have to do it three times a day um that's just that is something that at school at work you know that you have you have that power as a human being with a human body you have that power and i can ima- and you can see it like as as the vice tightens around people at at the workplace and at school into more again like becoming a prisoner mm-hmm. an authority figure is looking around and see now now once all these other powers are constrained once are stripped away and control is tightened suddenly this thing that was just this innocuous reality of like yeah you take a shit when you want to take a shit an authority figure is seeing that and going, well, that is a power that this uh, 
prisoner has over me, their their warden, you know, to just say I have to take a shit, <laughs> and start they start to become distressed about that, um, and so they have to come up with some convoluted way to put it to make the kids police themselves, right? Because they can't just say, well, sorry, you get one shit break a day. It's at this time. Everyone has a time. They go. They mm. can't do that because again, this is sacrosanct. So you have to like bring it in slowly, which is by introducing some fucking market incentive or like budget budgeting budgeting your shit mm. breaks or yeah. whatever so this puts it in the hands of the kids whatever it's fucking dystopic and but i think it is emblematic of a larger thing yeah when i was um talking with my girlfriend about this who like works in child care or whatever and you know her response was like wow that's like awful and inhuman and my response i thought was like well, I feel like this is just training for industry in the yeah, sense yeah, of yeah. like, you know, every second you're not on the floor doing something. Like, I think we talked about this in the Boeing thing about like the, if you don't have kinetic movement on the floor, like management's convinced that they're losing money. Yeah, and yeah. certainly anytime you're in the bathroom, they're convinced you're losing money. Well, and that's I, the rate. That's the, I think that's the motivation for it in mm-hmm. in the workplace. So we've seen like yeah. Amazon have you know at their warehouses and mm-hmm. this is one of the most again because this is this sacrosanct thing and it should be I, I, you know we should have all kinds mm-hmm. more power over our fucking bodies and lives but this is like a, a new frontier that's being taken away in this society and that's one of the reasons like this was used as one of the like principal like um sort of warning stories like mm-hmm. about the Amazon warehouse situations with their whole like timing systems where like people were to make their quotas fucking pissing in bottles and shit instead oh, yeah, of yeah, making like, the walk out on to the, the floor, bathroom. right yeah and what yeah. that tells you is that though Amazon was not like they didn't have like a whole specific bathroom system they had this whole timing system and mm-hmm. quota that the bathroom breaks were definitely a part of and so you yeah. had to factor that into your shit and they some and they've been accused of also deliberately putting the bathrooms far mm-hmm. away so that it takes more time to shit so you're yeah. more to, so you again well, they want you to internalize. budget they want you to internalize yeah. it and budget yeah. it and only really shit when you have to yeah because like when you work in the service industry this is like a big thing like in the service industry you can, in theory, sort of, like, be denied. You pretty much always have to ask to use the bathroom and can, in theory, be denied. But what they're really doing is, like, training you to internalize, like, your own uh, discipline as far as using the bathroom. And, like, oh, restaurant's busy, can't use the bathroom now. And it's like, no, fuck that, dude. Like, best time to use the bathroom. But I will tell you, I had this job at West Hell Marketing. Shout out to West Hell Marketing. Uh, and at the job, whenever you wanted to use the bathroom you had to hit this button on your computer that said you were, because they had an auto-dialer and stuff to, like, constantly call. They would pause the auto-dialer that specifically was for using the bathroom, and it would it basically kept a counter going while you were in the bathroom until you got back on, and you would get fired for basically, like, using the bathroom too much. It was, for a lot of reasons, like, the most dehumanizing, awful job I've ever had. But that's, like, right there at the top. Like, being told when you can and can't shit or having somebody watch you, like, essentially... Uh, you know, technologically like track you in the bathroom yeah. is real like fucking prison inmate shit. Like, it is that's dehumanizing. But let's look look at it a different way. In that, what? How many buttons did you have for? I'm gonna take a break now. Oh no, no there were there was just were, the one. There was right? well, there was three. There was your officially mandated break. Uh, my manager wants to yell at me. You had that button as well, and then your shit button. Right, and those the shit it. button was on there, yeah. and that is telling that that mm-hmm. like has is recognized as a thing that just even in this extremely controlled like prison like telemarketing environment, like you can anytime, anytime you can stop that dialer and walk away now. If you abuse it in the mind of the worker by, you know, stealing time, yeah, yeah. if they, you know, then they're going to come at you. But in the moment, you have that power to do that whenever you want. When I'd heard a rumor from maintenance guys, the shop that was at, that, um, I think it was at the Fanuc sh- company or whatever, but anyways, uh, in their main headquarters, that if you use the toilet, they had like a jammer device, so you couldn't use your phone in the toilet. So, I mean, Companies are increasingly obsessed with our toilet time. And I feel like this is dribbled down to the fucking school level. And, like, we're now essentially training kids that if you want to be a good student, uh, just piss in your pants. 
Like, yeah. you know, like if you piss in your pants but catch the entire lesson, A plus. Yeah. And yeah. Like, We're all uh, the secretary from yeah. the secretary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, again, it's this whole idea of time theft, like, which is good and cool and you should do it because it's not a real thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck your boss. Um, so I was like, I mean, well, I mean, we've said this before, like, yeah, the best time to take a shit is like, you know right anytime you're on the clock for sure right on the clock that's the other thing about this shit is this it it really it's like they don't want you taking too much time right but what they also want you to do with these kids and at work is take it on your other mandated breaks and lunches okay they want shit on your own time they want the they're training the kids like uh, better to just shit at lunch so if I ever have like a diarrhea emergency day, <laughs> I've got enough credits built up or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. And at work, you know, better to mm-hmm. take that shit on your mandatory, um, you know, whatever it is, 10, 15 minutes every four hours break um, or at your lunch break. Yeah. Better to just use up the bathroom then because they know that without that kind of a system, any worker with like a working brain cell is literally that this is the last thing you would ever do mm-hmm. i've never taken a shit off the clock in my entire working life I, yeah i never have i never will literally if i have to take a shit before i go to work i hold it until <laughs> yeah, work. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely because you're trying to you're in look i mean the relationship between Labor and management is uh, always in conflict, and uh, shit mm. shit breaks are just like you know a new battlefield. Yeah, they're trying to get as much out of you as possible, and you're trying to reserve as much labor. You know, you want to sell your labor dear; they want to buy it cheap, right? Um, so I was curious about this uh, shit break situation because I just kept coming into into uh, you know uh, finding examples of teachers like penalizing the kids for using the bathroom. Uh, which I certainly don't remember when I was in school, but I found, and I thought I would read this for you, Greg, because I knew you would enjoy this most of all, uh, on a website called a teachinghub.com, uh, which is for teachers to help them well, with, you know, classroom questions and skills. So, so you've been, you've been going at getting into the forums, asking for help about, about te- shitting to about teaching your students how to shit. Exactly. You're a teacher now. Exactly. Dude, there is so I, I teach like a shop class essentially at this high school, and there is literally in the fucking shop this like toilet that's just off the side of the shop where we also keep all the raw material. And this guy was like, "Can I use the toilet?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I could use the one in the school." And he's like, "Well, no, I want to use that one." And I was like, well, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> like we can hear every grunt. It's like the fucking toilets we talked about in the last episode. But anyways. Um, <laughs> So this is from Janelle Cox, who describes herself as an elementary education expert. So we'll just keep that in mind. And it's uh, classroom management dealing with trips to the bathroom. So this is a, a, a an elementary school of children guru. Like, yeah, yeah. An elementary man- school theory guru. for for yeah. teachers. Yeah. Great. I can't wait. I am fucking serve it up to me, dude. All right. So restroom breaks during class time can be a tricky issue to handle. If you're a frequent bathroom goer, then you know it's hard to tell a, <laughs> tell a student they cannot use the restroom. I like that she's, like, identified with us right off the bat. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, we're all in this together. We've all had to shit yeah. before. Also, she's like, yeah, it's just that fr- it's hard to tell a student they can't go to the bathroom. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It that, is hard. That, that's normal. Because you should, should think be. about that. <laughs> yeah. If your class is so fucking boring that kids want to go like skip by going to the bathroom when they don't have to then there's a problem with education in this country and also you probably well greg something you haven't considered is that oftentimes students use the i have to go to the bathroom as an excuse to get out of class and meet up with friends like i said it's a power that people have to get away with something and the man is fucking catching on because they've taken away all their other rights and powers And they're, they're identifying this. They're like, dystopian. look, this is it's the dystopian. last thing. This is the last frontier of human freedom is the shit break. And th- we got to find a way to fucking stomp it this, out. We got to put a boot on that shit break. They're, God damn it. They're standing over us and saying, like, you know, 
do not get too used to shitting because then you'll get addicted to it and you'll, you know, resent its absence. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> all right. So, you know, how many toilet friends did you have in high school where you guys were just like, dude, meet at the toilet, we're well, going to high five? at least when I was in high school, I remember that did you the, high general, five under the, the general the shit the break rule tall. was pretty much only one student in the class yeah. could go at a time. Yeah, yeah, which is very normal. Which is a very, you know, that's a... That's a that's hallway that, management. Stuff. Yes, ex- yeah. Yeah, 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 and that it's a thing that makes sense because it's like, yeah, like I mean, if you're just taking a shit, you're only going to be a couple of minutes. You can wait another. You can wait two minutes while yeah. one kid takes a shit if you happen to have to shit at the same time. Well, it, certainly, some other kid was like, I absolutely have to shit. Like you would let them go or whatever. Well, but, this yeah. begs the question. I mean, yeah, but that's the case in all of this shit. Yeah, yeah. but it's you would a act system. like a normal human. It's a system <laughs> of control, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, uh, it's about in- them internalizing. Yeah, ultimately, everyone, ha- like, you know, yeah, if some kid's like, I really got a shit, first of all, I mean, so you're, you're going to make them, but if they get, if it gets that bad, if they've used all their shit breaks and they really have to shit, like the, um, the student who, mm-hmm. who shat wolf or something, um, <laughs> uh, the, then you're going to make them, uh, deb- like humiliate themselves in front of the class by like going teacher i'm gonna shit my pants if uh, you don't let me yeah. break the rules and take it to merit um you can yeah. spank me after exactly uh, like <laughs> all right anyways should teachers be able to limit a student's restroom use every so often you read about the teacher who didn't let their student use the bathroom and now they are the ones that are being punished now, I'm going to point out, they're really burying the lead here, which is that, like... A, st- a teacher didn't let their student use the bathroom. And it, like, probably pissed themselves, yeah. like, in class or something. And the parent was uh, upset for some reason that they're, like, first graders covered in piss because the teacher's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, well, it's crazy that they're in trouble. Uh, we've all... Go when ahead. I was a first grader, I didn't... Like, when I was that... Uh, young i didn't like asking the teacher if i could go to the bathroom i was i didn't like to do that yeah i can see that but (laughs) but no it's it's awkward it's it's a weird thing all right uh and obviously you don't want to stand in front of like all your friends and be like i have to shit all right we have all experienced at one time or another the sudden urge to have to get up and use the restroom while in an important meeting or have been in a situation where you shouldn't get up so we can sympathize with our students. So we in already associate meeting, this with a job, the, right? Shut the fuck up. In an important meeting. I'm going to say this one has never been an important meeting in yeah, life, yeah. but whatever. First of all, <laughs> an important meeting is a thing that lasts an hour, and mm-hmm. you've already shit and pissed sometime during the day. Um, it's also and, bad that you can't get up and shit in an important meeting. I'm going to put that out right, there, too. Like, right, right. It shows a power indifference but probably you don't fundamentally have to. bad. But probably yeah. you don't oh, have sure, to. Yeah, because sure, you already yeah. have. When you're at school, you are in prison. You are at a desk <laughs> for 55 minutes out of every hour for seven fucking hours, okay? So, yeah, chances are... Uh, you're going to have to shit at some time during that prison yeah. sentence. And you know what? Even if you had the time and would not, like, like in, to make it to your next class and shit, which is dubious, certainly not everyone in the school can do that, uh, or you'd have a real problem. Like, people are going to have to fucking shit. Well, Greg. You'll have to take a shit. Greg, I think that this is what she's getting at here in saying that we have to, we can sympathize with our students, but our job as teachers is to decipher when students are just dying to get out of class and when they really have to go. Whoa. Yeah, that's so your job as a teacher. Is to separate to the real bathroom breaks from the bogus ones. Ugh. By the way, I love... Shut the... Just, she's already set up the situation as it's her against the students who are just trying to make her look like an asshole by letting them take a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, elementary school expert is what she's claiming. So this is the level of deviousness that she feels that elementary students are up to. All right. So- also, like, what is and with an elementary school student? Like, okay, kid asks to go to the bathroom, they go. If they're trying to like skip class, then they're not, they're not still gonna be gone in ten minutes, and then you're gonna know if if the, if it's something you're getting away with in an elementary school classroom, then it took two minutes to do right. Yeah, yeah. It's like you got out of class and were like, "Huh, I don't have to pee," and then you think about it, 
and you're like, well, maybe I should while I'm here, and then you go back in in two minutes, or otherwise, yeah. like the jig is up, and you're just fucking fucking around. The teacher's gonna put her poker head into the fucking hallway and see you're just like yeah, doing dicking nothing. around in the hallway. Like, I, well, if they don't come back in two minutes, then they then you know something is amiss. If they do, they haven't missed anything. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I you know, even we'll if they didn't a take bit, a but- shit. They, they were only gone for two minutes. There's an enormous amount of, like, research that shows that how we teach people when we just, like, lecture at them for hours at a time is not, like, good. Like, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, people actually do need breaks. So even if all they wanted was a break to just sit outside, this like, they should get it. Yeah. If That's they're like, I ha- I just have to stand up and not, not look at this and look. I just yeah. have to, like, walk, go outside the door, close it behind me, stand there. Yeah. Like that's a natural like human well, response would, that I guess we're beat. We're the idea is to, to beat, beat out, out of them, yeah. 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 And yeah. almost certainly would benefit their learning whatever was taught, right? But I think what we're learning here is that what's being taught is not what's important. Discipline is what's important, right? We're yeah. learning labor discipline. All right, so we she gives us three classroom strategies that we'll Fuck go ahead yeah. and go through. Hell yeah! So Give strategy number one: don't let them go the first time. <laughs> the first time. Wait, wait till they piss themselves. <laughs> All right. Oftentimes, students. Okay. Uh, oh no, Greg. I want. I, I want to ask I, you this. I just. Uh, I need you to tell me if this if this happened to you. What? Where you get this first sentence? And I want you to tell me this happened oh to you. Oh my god. Oftentimes, students set up appointments with their friends to meet in the bathroom or in the hallway at a certain time. How many toilet appointments did you have? Okay. While in school? Again. I was constantly making toilet appointments. If they've gone to all this trouble, so meaning a kid from another class, they should be rewarded for the at trouble, a certain honestly. time. Yeah, they're gonna go meet, high five, and in go back to class. High five and go back to class mm-hmm. in such a time as to not arouse suspicion. Then literally nothing, nothing has happened. Yeah. There, there isn't. There's no crime there. If they are gone for a half an hour hanging out with their friends then the problem isn't that they arranged some elaborate plan and lied about going to the bathroom the problem is that to the extent that there is a problem at all the problem is that they're cutting class not how they did it okay it's also just cool that people have friends yeah um meet me in the hallway after your test or Meet me at eight thirty in the bathroom. Yeah, Things after we all your say. test again, this wouldn't work. The after yeah, yeah, your yeah, test yeah, yeah. again, only a very specific time would yeah would work. Yeah, the eight thirty is like the best possible bet. But again, you're like, oh, how your school bathrooms were, but mine weren't like meet at like worthy. I, I don't know. I was trying not to hang out in the toilet, but uh, um, it sounds like a fun thing you do once. Like, whoa, what if we lie to the teacher both yeah. at the same time? We met up and then you do it once and you go like. Well, the this was is, fun, and you'd go back to class having me gone an entire two minutes. You'd probably go like, oh, I should probably piss while I'm here. Well, the real problem is that exactly, exactly zero elementary school kids do this. Maybe a middle school kid does this. No the one only, is thinking about kids in elementary school. Yeah, our high school kids. Our or, high school kids. But what a high school kid does is they say, hey, let's meet in the toilet for five minutes during class. And their friend is like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Let's just skip class. And like, then they high five. Yeah. Then they leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how you no do it in high school. No kid in elementary school <laughs> is like plotting things with a kid in another class. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. They're like... Yeah, I didn't even know kids in the other class that much. They might have been in another re- fucking country, as far right? As exactly. Concerned. That's within like, wh- like the same yeah. bathroom air. Like, come on. Like, all right. So let's get to our answers. This here, is so. a paranoid psychotic. So make your students ask you more than once. If they really have to go, then they'll ask you again. Uh, when a student asks you to use the restroom. Tell them to do something, like finish their worksheet or read the next chapter in the book. <laughs> read that chapter on cetaceans and Moby Dick. When you do this, they often forget that they have to go because they've pissed themselves. But they really they really have to go. They will not forget. So what she's saying is you'll make it a hassle and they'll forget they have to go yeah. so that they go on their break so that they sure, go sure. at lunch or they go between classes or they go at recess on their way out to recess right fuck you so yeah fuck the big thing is off. to make it a hassle but the thing is too it's also it's like the students who are uh basically hold their teacher or hold themselves with enough respect and maybe the teacher with enough contempt to ask over and over again they get to use the bathroom right the students actually are the little drones they're trying to make everybody piss themselves so, or they just they hold it in miserably and go like God this sucks I guess this yeah. is my life you know yep. and then they go 
waddle to the bathroom and take no. a piss. I, that's just but, fucking disgusting. Torture. It's literally yeah. torture. I mean, also, you know, give it if if, if she actually does this, which or yeah. any teacher actually does this, like, you know, then in a few years, they'll be, the next article she'll be writing is kids can see through uh your plan not to let them go the first time which is why <laughs> two-thirds cold, of your class asked to go to the bathroom at the very start of class uh you know like well i if kids were as devious as she's imagining they would just ask over and over again right they figure this out right ask over again but the point is is that i think we're about to get the right here she closes with uh such i think kind of telling on herself a little tell them to remind you after they've completed their task that you have given them only then will you really know if they were playing you or if they really needed to go. So she's just convinced that there is an international toilet conspiracy against her. <laughs> like, <laughs> all the kids. I, I'm just disgusted by this person. All right, well, let's get to tip number two. So tip number two is make a classroom policy. In the beginning of the school year, instruct students that they are not to disrupt any lesson that you are teaching to ask to go to the bathroom. However, they can quietly write their name and time on a sheet of paper and place it on your desk before they leave the ca- uh, classroom to go to the bathroom. Only one student is allowed to leave the classroom at a time, and they must only be gone for a certain amount of minutes before they get penalized. Hey, that's like my job at the telemarketing company. If you see, well, the- this sounds like a very <laughs> different, like essentially like reasonable thing so then what like mm-hmm. again i still it still sounds like prison but like oh. comparatively like oh kids just go when they need to and you just try you know you just track that they've been gone a long time i mean making them write down is stupid but like whatever yeah okay well let's see it sounds like a good policy let's continue if you see that students are overusing the policy, then take them aside and tell them that they must see the nurse because they may have medical Holy issues shit. that need to be checked out. Holy <laughs> shit. This will help you decipher if a student really needs to go all the time or they're just using the bathroom as a chance to meet with their friends. Oh, my <laughs> God. If you're worried about <laughs> fucking people meeting... The friends in the back. I'm, I just how many friends do you think uh, she's got? I feel like not a lot. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. But I, she she only has friends in bathrooms. So this is like the rational school policy that I felt like has always existed, which is you ask the teacher to use the bathroom and you just go one at a time or whatever. And give or or you don't ask, right? And there's just a thing. A little that, pass. Like, or you whatever. go, you get yeah. the one pass at a time. Then yeah, you bring it back and no one. But you don't but, have to say anything. But I do love that it has to have a punitive aspect to it, which is like the humiliation of like being taken aside and being like, "There's something wrong with your dick." You need to go. Also, to the like nurse. it's important to <laughs> mostly be lying to the kids all the time. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oof. All right. What a fucking shitty country. So here's our final uh, bathroom tip here, and it's called a three a day. So, you know, that's what sounds exciting. Elementary students usually don't try and meet their friends in the bathroom like high school students do. Oh, that's reasonable. But they do like to get up and leave the classroom. <laughs> this is one of those classic ones of, like, maybe they just don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever considered? Maybe, like, yeah, when you're a young kid and you haven't been through this, like, machine oh. that compresses you into a fucking cog that you just have natural human instincts yeah. to not be there that maybe the school experience is a completely unnatural and awful experience and it's prepare and uh you know if it was preparing you first to uh occupy a place in some good society maybe you could forgive it or something but it's not it's preparing you to <laughs> lead a hideous life <laughs> of pain and <laughs> suffering all right so now keep in mind this one is specifically for elementary school students i can't wait to hinder students from always wanting to leave the classroom try implementing the three a day system give each student three laminated cards that they have their name and room number on each day students get three chances to use the restroom at their own leisure at the end of the week the student or the teacher counts up how many cards the student used had total for the week i'm gonna say this is written like dog shit by the way wait so so they how many cards do they get do they get they get three cards for the day sure they don't get 15 because like well 15 for the week three for the day 
So so your sounds like half your time would be managing this bathroom this special currency By just way, for this bathrooms. Is exactly how managerial systems this, work, which is you create some complicated system to try and like that take would take two up seconds that you need like yeah. another manager yeah. to do. That costs way more than the time loss or whatever that you supposedly resolved. Yeah. Uh, you have like a whole staff now that just does this. All right. Oh, here, she's going to explain it for us. For example, student A used one card on Monday, all three cards on Tuesday, and no cards on Wednesday. The more cards the students have left over on Friday, the bigger the prize they can get from the prize box. This system helps eliminate a lot of students from using their cards to just get up and use the restroom as a break. Really? <laughs> really? You think if you are desperate to just get up and take a fucking break that you're going to... By the way, no, no, no. Anybody who's been around, like, kindergartners, uh, first yeah. graders, etc., you're literally, yeah, you're literally training them to piss themselves. Like, yeah. the parents spent all this time potty training them and trying to get them, like, ready for society, and the teacher's literally undoing it. <laughs> Being like, nah, man, just piss in your pants. Here's some Legos. Oh, you, you think want, they're giving out Legos? Whatever, dude? This is some thing. dollar store shit. But whatever dumb thing, like you want a prize, you better piss yourself, kid. <laughs> like it's, it again is literally the secretary. Well, you're training, like, you're training people to give up their their human function, their dignity, and their time for uh-huh. a little for a like, prize or reward instead of just doing like what comes natural. Yeah. And, uh, to suppress their natural urges for the promise of some prize at the end, you know? Well, and so, I mean, that was her last tip, and she assures us that once we figure out the system that works for us, uh, we're going to have less classroom disru- disruptions and more time to teach. Although, as we pointed out just recently, like, this is seriously eating into your time. Holy shit, teacher, that sounds like... fucking complicated <laughs> and time-consuming. More time to teach, Jesus. Classroom disup- disruption... That's not even what you were talking about. You were talking about kids being in the fucking bathroom with each nope. other. Not like pissing on their standing up and pissing on their desks. Like this woman's like, every time I come into a room, everybody gets up and leaves immediately. How can I stop this? <laughs> but yeah, I mean uh Yeah, so I mean, you know, what a wonderful country we live in. What a normal thing to have on a uh teacher's website for uh you know, teaching ideas. Uh, you know, what a great time all around. Fucking unbelievable. Well, Ugh, just disgusting. Yeah, awful. I see the the Sandman is tugging at Greg's little eyelids. So I think that uh, we can go ahead and close up this special unparented <laughs> episode of uh, Seattle Sucks, where not one of us got up to use the bathroom during... The thing. I actually I have to we, pee so bad right so now. So do I. But I'm just gonna go on myself now. I've been inspired by this. Uh, I mean, um, just don't do it on the cushions. You can piss piss on the the cabin sole because it all just runs to the bilge. Well, I think in uh, Studs Tur- Stud Turkle's book Working, he talks about uh, you know assembly line workers in the 50s and 60s wearing diapers so that they because they couldn't leave the line and they would just piss on themselves. And I'm glad that we're just returning. to at beautiful times. So, cool. Great. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Uh, so uh, we had some new patrons. Sorry, Colin's not here, so he can't tell us who they are. I'm sure you're all cool. I think one of you was named Casey. So what's up? <laughs> we'll do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah.